Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Bella, can we get that famous theme song? Uh, River Dinks. That was really good. That was really excellent. This is River Dinks. Um, as always, we are your hosts. I am Jay. I'm Allie. And I'm Bella. That was really good. That was good. Um, We've learned to say our names. <laughs> over the course of this is our 11th episode. Wow. I know. We passed double digits last week and didn't even know it. But we were yeah. too focused on how terrible the episode how was. How shitty it was. God. Okay. Well, anyways, this week was the mid-season finale of season five of Riverdale. Very tragic because it is now going to be on hiatus until like July, I think. June it is July? currently March 31st. Yes. For those listening in the future. Um, but here, let me just try the synopsis. I have equivalent of about eight sticky notes. So I don't know how successful I'm going to be at, at dumbing it down, but we'll try. Um, this week was episode 10 of season five entitled chapter 86, the pincushion man. It was directed by Gabriel Correa and written by Chrissy Maroon. That's interesting because last week the Wikipedia said it was going to be written by RAS and then it wasn't. So that's weird. Oh, well. Originally aired on March 31st, 2021. And this is what happened. Right at the beginning of the episode, Jughead and Tabitha kiss. Barf! Uh, Betty is continuing to investigate Polly. Um, their parent-teacher conference is happening tonight. I'm flicking through each of these very quick because I think every scene in this episode was about 30 seconds. I think there were maybe 80 scenes. It's a lot. Um, Cheryl discovers that the maple groves on her land have yielded no sap, which is not good. Nana Rose attributes it to the curse. Um, Hiram reveals to Reggie uh, and the audience that he is mining for palladium under the under Riverdale specifically near the um prison but he also says that the main vein of it is underneath the maple groves so he wants to take control of the maple groves so he can get it Archie uh learns from his superior that he has been nominated and is going to receive a silver eagle award for his for one of his tours during which he lost 10 men um and he thinks that's a little weird uh, Chad sends Veronica threatening black and white images in an envelope of her and Archie kissing in public with lots of people around. Guess it was a secret. <laughs> but, and he says, like, we need to talk. Um, Jughead tells Tabitha that he needs to do maple mushrooms so that he can write because he used to do them all the time in New York and he would write 500 pages in one trip and he wouldn't even remember it. Um, and he asks her to babysit him while he is tripping, and she says no. Um, Veronica tells Archie about the helicopter accident that we learned about at the beginning of the time jump. Um, Reggie visits Nana Rose with a bouquet of flowers, and the next thing we know, Nana Rose has sold the maple orchard to Reggie. <laughs> um, we, Archie gets a call from a woman saying that she believes that the tour he was on that he's being awarded for was in fact shady. Um, and also we learned that the tour was in Uzbekistan, first location we've ever gotten. Um, 
Glenn is still in Riverdale and he tells Betty that he's writing his dissertation about her family and about serial killers. She does not take this well. She slaps him right in the face. Um, Nana Rose turns out was declared legally senile by Cheryl years ago. So the deal she signed over to Reggie does not stand and she still has control of the Maple Orchards. Um, Jughead eats a psychedelic burger provided by Tabitha and begins to trip in the sex bunker. Veronica visits Chad in New York to try and finalize their divorce. He's trying to woo her. He's being super nice. He tells her, don't even worry. I just always wanted to make you happy. And I signed the papers before you even got here. And we later learn that this is not true. Um, Hiram <laughs> explodes a hole in the wall of the prison uh leading floods of prisoners to escape including penelope blossom uh reggie sets fire to the maple grove because if he can't buy it they're gonna eliminate it our very best friends chicken charles show up at the cooper household for juniper and dagwood's birthday party <laughs> and they demand to be married by alice and alice says okay sure um prisoners also show up at riverdale high school and start trashing it we learn later that hiram paid them specifically to go trash the high school um the uh, in or glenn shows up at the cooper household at which point charles decides they have to play the game the pincushion man which is episode title where everyone takes turns stabbing glenn and that's the game the um game. Betty decides to take her turn first. She stabs Glenn non-fatally and then throws the knife right into Chick's chest. Uh, Charles and Alice wrestle on the floor. Alice ends up shooting Charles in the gut. Very traumatic for her. Um, Jughead is having his mushroom trip in the sex bunker at the same time, completely oblivious to everything that's happening in Riverdale. Um... He hallucinates seeing Betty and also his ex-girlfriend from New York. Um, then he starts hallucinating the Mothman. Um, back at Thistle House. Thistle House? Or is that the one that burned down? Back at Cheryl's house, doesn't matter. Um, Thornhill. Thornhill, right. Back at Thornhill. Um, <laughs> Penelope arrives and says that they have to sacrifice the interloper in, or Nana Rose says they have to sacrifice the interloper in order to break the family, the Blossom family curse because the orchard's burning down. So they are about to kill Minerva. And then Penelope says, no, let's pray. And so they instead they pray that a wind will come and change the direction of the fire. And it does. Um, Chad in New York tells Veronica that he doesn't want to get divorced because he is in a great amount of debt and he doesn't want her to be able to testify against him in court because he's in a lot of legal trouble. And so she calls Archie and says, I'm staying in New York and doesn't elaborate. Um, Archie tells his superior that he's not going to accept the award that being given to him because he thinks it's a cover up for a shady or just tour gone bad situation. Um, Betty is going to be a trucker and continue to search for Polly despite the case being moved away from her jurisdiction. And the episode ends with Tabitha entering the sex bunker to find Jughead missing and a trail of blood from where she handcuffed him to a chair to the door. And that was the episode. 
Very well done. Thank you, Jake. <sighs> nice job. What happens? I take diligent notes. Man. What'd you guys think of this one? I do not take diligent notes. All right. Well, yes or no? Did you like it or no? Yes, I liked it. I loved it. Me too. I was really delighted that it wasn't shitty and there were no hate crimes. I mean, yeah. I think just for that's that. That's all it takes. Gains, I think, at least a five out of ten. And there was just a lot of nonsense. I love some nonsense. Yeah. It's really pretty good. Well, then let's get into it. Um, Jughead t- Tabitha kissed, and it was Ugh. gross. It was like the beginning of the episode. We had to see that. <sighs> I wanted to stop watching for a moment. I was so excited, and I wanted to stop watching. Um, Man, that was really gross. And then later, she's like, I'm sorry I tried to kiss you. I don't think that's what happened. I think nope. Jughead dipped her and then leaned right into her and kissed her. I think she was into it also, but why did she apologize? <laughs> That's a great question. Like, why was it, why did she feel like she would? She hmm. should never have to apologize for anything. That's no, true. especially not to Jughead. Especially not to Jughead. Um, we did get the excellent line, no jugheads allowed, by our dear Glenn. <laughs> Which I'm going to use whenever he shows up now forever. No jugheads allowed. <laughs> um, and then also an additional very good line, when Cheryl discovers that the maple trees have not yielded any sap, she says, I am shooketh. So that was just a classic. That was uh, unreal. That was a classic Cheryl. <laughs> We got a very brief moment of her and Minerva being kind of cute. That was, I think, after subsequent events, I'm skeptical. What do you mean? You like of how willing she was to sacrifice Minerva. Yeah, oh, she of course, of course. Pretty calm about the suggestion, and maybe it's like she didn't think it was like she didn't think they there was actually any risk of it. So she was just like, no, like, don't worry about it. Or whatever. She didn't even try to defend. I, I, I mean, I'm maybe sorry. she was just so desperate to break that curse. Because in her eyes, the curse is absolutely ruining her life. And so maybe she was like, sure, I'll kill this but lady. She doesn't believe in the curse, though. Remember, she's like, there's no curse. And she ripped up the, the sail. Um, but in the, the previous episodes, the whole time she's been saying, I'm cursed, I'm cursed. I I'm think cursed. she said in this episode, there's no curse. I know, but I don't know what would prompt that. Because previously she very much believed in the curse. I think, did Reggie convince Nana Rose that there is a curse specifically on the maple trees? Perhaps. Not that we saw, but perhaps. I, I think Nana like- Rose is making things up. I was really bummed at the villainous air of Nana Rose in this episode because I love that lady. I think she does a great job. I was extremely happy with Hiram's, the reveal of Hiram's evil plot. Although we didn't, the part that was in the promo for this episode, we did not even get where he's just going tick, tick, boom. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did? I thought we he did. didn't say that. He's going, it's wow. Veronica is making out with uh, her husband, Chad. Chad, I'm pretty sure. That's when he's going tick, 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 
boom, and then the wall opens up and the prisoners escape. Oh. That I makes sense. I thought when it. that moment happened that he didn't say it, so maybe I just missed it. I remember him saying it just because I remember thinking at that point, like, oh, maybe this is part of why, like, if my theory of, like, Hiram and Chad are working together is correct, then maybe this is part of why Chad was like, okay, Veronica, come to New York tonight and, like, stay at the apartment tonight. Don't go back to Riverdale. Like, maybe that was intentional. I'm kind of surprised that they didn't touch on that. Like, that could still come up later. But I also was thinking that there was a connection there. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But he's mining for palladium, which, helpfully supplied by Reggie, is like gold, but rarer. Or more rare. I don't know. Yeah, Um, I saw a spoiler earlier that Hiram was gold digging, and I was like, how do you know this? That's hilarious. And I was that like, is so is funny. Serious? His ultimate evil plan is digging is for gold. Rich. Wow. And That's he let pretty amazing. He's like, I'm going to destroy the livelihood of this entire town and everyone in it because there's some gold in there. They keep, they keep finding ways to make him more evil. But they're doing it comically, which I really like. You know? Kevin was held at gunpoint. Kevin was held at gunpoint. But, um, <laughs> um, but all the parts to do with him I think are very comical you're right no, like you're in his right. like motive obviously he has means that are very evil but whenever it's like just like like he's obviously involved in all the very bad stuff that's happening but like whenever it's just like his motive it's like he went like when he shut even when he shut down the entirety of Riverdale and quarantined it in the episode quarantine I think like he and he was like, what's coming next? It's almost biblical. And then he's like, what? In the, and then they talk about it and they're like, he wants a kingdom to rule. Like, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then now he's just like, like I want gold. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very funny. I don't know. I think, and I also think it's also hilarious that 90% of his scenes now post time jump are just him sitting in his office with Reggie. Yeah. Like he's never anywhere else. He's just always sitting in his office discussing his plans with Reggie. <laughs> Which is kind of cute. I like their like relationship. I even though Hiram is kind of terrible to Reggie sometimes. Oh like, yeah. I just I I do kind of like that Reggie has like speaking of Reggie he has changed alignments again. Once more. I guess. I mean, he just returned to Hiram. But I don't mm-hmm. understand how they'll ever... Like, I guess they just live in Riverdale, so there are no material consequences for anything. Exactly. Like, like how can they forgive him? Yeah, like, time and again. I mean, they like Veronica. That's what I was going to say. That's true. I feel And like... she's done this and more. And Archie. When Archie was literally in the exact role that Reggie's in of being his henchman. And they've forgiven him and Archie is no longer on his side. And they're like, good for you. I don't know. We got a new drug. Maple mushrooms. Very exciting. Because that's definitely... Very exciting. That is very exciting. Man, I... You know what? 
I don't know how much mushrooms cost in real life. $500 seems like a lot. <laughs> I don't know if that's anywhere close to what it is in real life. Uh, do you have any idea? I thought you would know this. Bella, please talk on this podcast yeah, about what you know about <laughs> illegal substances. Please. I am a rule follower. I would not know anything about drug prices. Google oh, I definitely, like, they can be really expensive, but that did seem high to me. Especially and he had just, someone like, maybe, run it to maybe him. Maybe she was overcharging him because he was, like, that is not... Yeah. I, that's what I interpreted it as. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe it would have originally been a lot less. Mm-hmm. What's his girlfriend's name? His ex-girlfriend? The, Jess. Yes. He calls her Jess. I think her name is Jessica. Mm. The typical street price for magic mushrooms is $35 per eighth of an ounce, so $10 per gram, apparently. Huh. But maybe that bag she gave him was just chock full. That's the thing. Like <laughs> how much? Tons. I mean, he took enough that he went to space. So I feel like... I don't think that was the mushroom's fault. I think that was the Mothman. <laughs> But, huh. Wow, I never knew how much that cost. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> no. Um, what a crazy podcast episode that would be. All high on if maple we were shrooms. on maple shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> if we would just be wildly productive and we'd finish in like 10 minutes. Because he wrote like a whole script. Kind of gross how he was shirtless. It was really gross. Are those his gross. real tattoos? Because they no, were gross. I don't think so. Cole Sprouse's tattoos real quick. <sighs> oh my gosh, Lily Reinhardt has a stick and poke tattoo. Good for her. Those are not his real tattoos, so why did they make him so gross? Because he is so gross. Why'd they choose that? Ew. That's really disgusting. I think it's weird that... Oh, I just found a Lily Reinhardt photo shoot that I'm going to send everybody. Hell yeah. <laughs> Real quick. But I yeah. I think it's weird that Cheryl wouldn't have, like, a corner on the maple shroom market. Or at least, not Cheryl, but at least the Blossoms. Yeah. That's making me think that either maple shrooms are... Just like they're not actually maple related, and that's just the name, like the term magic mushroom, and they just needed another M word. Or maple syrup is a far more significant resource in Riverdale world than it is in our world. (laughs) And maybe there's just tons of it. I don't know. There are people yelling outside. That's not important. Maybe that's why the maple shrooms cost so much more than regular shrooms right it's because maple syrup is so fucking expensive in that world because it's so significant yeah and that's why the blossoms are so rich yeah that you know what i think we got to the it, is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting that they call them maple mushrooms on the same episode that they have some relevance to like there is some discussion of maple production yeah how old is Lyra? pretty i think she's 24. 24 okay that's within reach 
It's within Dude. reach. She dated a 28-year-old. She's bi. She is bi. This isn't even, I mean, this is already more within reach than a lot of my celebrity credit. <laughs> She's pretty, yeah. Maybe when we get her on the podcast, we'll see how things go. Really, this whole podcast is a vehicle for you to ask out Lily Ryan. That is not, uh, that is not false. <laughs> um, so Jughead does his mushrooms to get back on track. Jughead does his mushrooms. Veronica talks about the accident to Archie. And I thought that scene was weird because she was saying nothing that the audience didn't know and nothing that shocked Archie in any way. So what was the point of that? Yeah, I felt like I was confused. Like I was, was missing where, something. Yeah, it was like the scene where Ar- where Veronica was telling Archie about the helicopter accident. Yeah, I thought he already knew about that. But I guess, but I guess maybe maybe she, maybe he knew that there had been an accident, but he didn't know that she had earlier that night wished that Chad would die. Hmm. Because I think that's what she was saying was she was like, they got into a huge fight and she wished that he would die. And then they, right. the helicopter went down. But she also specifically said that he was the one piloting the helicopter. I and know. Then, and then she woke up like she I just remembered it kind of like being weird. And then she wakes up in the hospital. So I think maybe he drugged her and then like got himself and her to safety. That's what I thought they were trying to very obviously say. But then later she confronts him about it and there's no conclusion to that. I think that they, that was the writers not having faith in their audience and thinking that we have to, they have to really hit the nail over the head with it and say, did you try to kill me? Like, did you crash on purpose? And he says like, of course not. We both would have died. And they're not wrong. I mean, I've seen, not to talk bad about my peers, lovers of Riverdale, but some of these people are very stupid. All they do, they see this entire show, they see this show and all of its implications and all of the tangled webs it weaves. And they say, oh, I want Bughead to kiss. It's like, no, no, come on. There's so much more here. Reading the, I was reading through the Riverdale like Reddit thread for mm-hmm. the last episode, and it was slightly infuriating because it was so much just people like really overlooking very basic things. Like what? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember. There were just things where they were just like, I just don't understand. Like, why XYZ would happen. And it's like, they literally explain it in the episode. But also just they, there was someone talking about how much they love Veronica and how Veronica is just the best and has never done anything wrong. And I was just like, I don't, we can't be friends. <laughs> like it's so huh. sad. I, everyone, that, everyone that watches this show has like, different opinions like the most you know 
Yeah. Like it's so hard for people to consistently rally and be like, this is a good character. It's like whenever I hear about or see about someone liking this show, no part of me is like, maybe they like it in the way I do. I'm like, there's so low chance. There's so yeah. low chance that we are going to connect on this level. We, we are different. <laughs> That's because we, us three, we're not like other girls. We understand. We understand. Kind of. I don't know. What if the show ends and like they were right all along though and there was nothing deeper, there was nothing there. I think no. that the show <laughs> I think that the show unfortunately is likely going to end and they're not going to have a whole lot of notice. Like I think that it's going to get canceled like halfway through a season and then Roberto will just have to kind of wrap it all up for the next half of the season. Man. And so that makes me think yeah. that, yeah, it's not gonna like make much sense. That's such a depressing thought, actually. But again, what if, what if in several decades? So true. This show. Season is, 35 when they get canceled. And when Juniper and Dagwood kill everyone yeah! in Riverdale. <laughs> Excellent what if i wonder if roberto and we've talked about this before not on the podcast but just in life like the idea of like shows that start out with a distinct idea for the end versus shows that are just trying to go as long as they can because that's profitable i do wonder if he has an idea in his head of like an ending kind of arc or if he's just like let's just keep going because it feels like they're just saying, let's just keep going. I mean, you know? I think I think that there are th- like three options. I think mm-hmm. that there are shows like, um, I don't know, like Big Bang Theory or whatever, that is just like, as long as like w- they just renewed us for six more seasons. So we're just going to keep going. Like, supernatural, supernatural. Just kind of like drawing it out. Mm-hmm. even though there's not like any need to for like the actual plot sake right. and they just have to like really drag it out young there's sheldon also... just got three new seasons jesus christ no way seasons five six and seven have been ordered on young sheldon that's who is watching this really show? upsetting um <laughs> he's gonna be old the other... sheldon <laughs> the other option is like when they have a general sense of like how they want the show to end but they're not going to implement any of that plot until they get canceled Mm. so like they know like okay i want these characters to end up together and then if the characters aren't together and they get canceled then they're like okay last couple episodes we gotta put them back together because Mm -hmm. they're end game i think that when it really i have a lot of respect for showrunners is when they have an idea of like okay this is like i'm about to write this show and here's kind of my plan for okay here's it's going to go for like three seasons this is going to be the general storyline and maybe we get canceled after season one 
but no matter what, like, this is what the story is going to be. And I'm going to end it at season three. Right. I have a lot of respect for that. Like, uh, Mike Shore did that with The Good Place, mm. where that show was hella popular, but they still canceled it. Great. Or not canceled hella. it. He ended Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> but they ended it after the fourth season because he had planned that from the beginning. Right. And there was no actual need to continue it. Like he had finished his story. Yeah. And I don't think that Riverdale is like that. Like I don't think that they've plotted the entire thing. But I also don't think that it's gonna be sadly, I don't think they're gonna have like 40 year old Archie. Like I think they're gonna But it would be so funny. (laughs) It would be great if every season started with a seven year time jump. I was on. saying that the other day. I was like, what if after the hiatus, wow. seven more years have passed? That would be amazing. I mean, so they they're going to be in like 2030, though. Yeah. The and then, season. or no, but they're still they just don't acknowledge it. They don't acknowledge it. And then in season six, which has been ordered, they are like 30. And then they're dealing with that. <laughs> and so then funny. after, then the season after that, which will come, they are reaching up to 40 and then they have to start putting makeup on them to make them look a little older (laughs) i just think it'd be funny i think it would be really good yeah that would be good god we can dream we can pitch it to roberto when he comes on the show oh my gosh man let's add it to the dock of our (laughs) 90 page interview with roberto speaking of which roberto it's not on your Wikipedia page, but it is on the Wikipedia page for Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. You wrote that? You co-wrote that musical? That got those people killed? It's not on his Wikipedia page, but it's on the page for the musical. Wait, what? Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, the musical, which is a Spider-Man Broadway musical that resulted in multiple deaths. And great injuries because they had. I don't think that anyone died. Someone died. Someone definitely died. Maybe not multiple. You know the wait. You know the um, RuPaul mean uh, Stonewall. People were killed, (laughs) and then no one was killed at Stonewall. Okay. I don't think anyone died there. I think people would know someone. Near death accident. Sorry. Okay. So no one. Okay. My bad. Because when you Google the show, the first fill in result is death. So I got confused. <laughs> but okay. No one died, but there were a, several like bad injuries because they have to do all kinds of flying through the air stunts. <sighs> Anyways, he co wrote that play, that musical. And it's not on his Wikipedia page. And I recently learned, like today, that like over half the things he's he's done are not on his Wikipedia page. They're just in other places. We gotta edit his Wikipedia page. We should. We can put he is a big fan of the Riverdinks podcast. Yes. That'd be really funny. They can't disprove that unless they, they ask him, it. and then he'll know about the podcast. Then he'll know about it. <laughs> and we could then send him a screenshot, or like we could tweet it at him and be like, 
Wow. Like we see on your uh, Wikipedia that you're a huge fan of our podcast. Like that's so amazing. We would love to have you on the show. And then maybe he'll feel so awkward about it that he'll be like, okay. I hope so. He seems like an easily pressured man (laughs) who gives in to the wills of others. Um, That wasn't true, Roberto, if you're listening. That was a joke. Um, Wait, the tangled web, the tangled web. Roberto wrote. Also, it might be Roberto. I've just said Roberto every single time I've said his name because that's how I thought it was in my head. But I've never heard it said aloud. All right. Roberto wrote the musical Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, starring Reeve Carney, who also is the lead who is Orpheus in Hadestown. Also starring Andre DeShields, who was a reoccurring character on Katie Keen. So it's all it's all connected. (laughs) I know nothing about Broadway, but I I respect or I acknowledge that you do. I know know that much. This information. You're welcome. Now you can use it on any Taylor Swift based trivia nights. Because Reef Carney was also in the I Knew You Were Trouble music video by Taylor Swift. Um, and I got a point for it on a Taylor Swift-based trivia night. So that's why. <laughs> oh, I got second place. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, so Hiram blows a wall, a hole in the prison wall. In his own prison. Which was just extremely like, funny. He could have just let that just out. Just open it's, the door. It's <laughs> his prison. But we did get to see Penelope, which is very exciting because we've been asking where she was. I am very glad we got to see her. Me too. Even though she instantly tried to kill off the hottest character or one of the hottest characters. I know, but she did come in with Nightmare Child, which is great (laughs) that they're making that a recurring incidence. I did like that. She probably hasn't seen... Like, Cheryl was like a recluse for like seven years mm-hmm. so probably she probably wasn't it. visiting her mom like that whole time so they haven't seen each other for like seven years and she comes in she's like nightmare child now i'm going to sacrifice your girlfriend to break yeah. a curse well she is homophobic <laughs> well this is true <laughs> um when chicken charles showed up at the cooper residence I was so happy. I gotta say, Chick's got his long hair. Charles has his short hair. They just showed up. They just showed up. And that was delightful. At Juniper and Dagwood's birthday party, which this is a very small detail, but earlier, or like right before the party starts, I guess, uh, Alice has made a cake for Juniper Mm -hmm. and a cake for Dagwood. Because it's like each of their birthdays. And they're like small cakes. And Betty's just like, why can't they just share a cake? Like, why did you have to make two? Which just seemed like a really weird detail. And also just really shitty of Betty to be like, they don't deserve their own cakes. Like, fuck them, these children. Who like... You know how twins are. That's true. (laughs) I just, I got mad on behalf of my good friends and future serial killers, Juniper and Dagwood. 
I'm really glad Betty saved them. I have to say, from killing. I know. I thought they were going to have. I don't think that they would show that. I mean, I don't they think they would had, show it. They have had kids hurt. Um, Archie, <laughs> like Archie, got stabbed by a child actually with a knife. But um, it was an older child. But, it was an older but, child, yeah. and the child wasn't constantly being referred to as a bad seed with serial killer genes. So, I so earlier in the episode, it is revealed that juniper and dagwood pushed a little kid down the stairs Mm -hmm. while at school and they're just like you realize he could have died and they go like they just like make these really creepy like like this is a very visual (laughs) thing for a podcast but just bella's doing a great face (laughs) it's a a spot-on impression they just do like these really creepy faces Mm -hmm. like in response to that and it was and then like Betty and Alice look kind of freaked out and then later they're like we like they're so innocent we can't take away their innocence which like I'm not saying that they should have made her stab a man I'm just (laughs) saying it just seemed weird that she was like I'm worried that they're bad seeds and they're like evil and then later she's like they're just little babies that did make me mad when she was like, these kids are evil. When they mm-hmm. push someone down the stairs. Yeah. Like, I know that that's not good. And you should talk to your children about why pushing someone down the stairs is not good. But then to go like, they're evil. Like, kids just do things like that sometimes. Didn't she, like, kill a bunny or something? When she, she kills her cat. Her cat. She kills her cat. But, like... I think her dad encouraged her to. Her dad made her do that. No, but they were just like, I can't believe they've done this. They were provoked. <laughs> Another kid told them that their mother was dead. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's fair. I think it's yeah, they're fair. nine. They're so small. And like children just do things like that sometimes. Come on. Penelope Come on. did it to Nana Rose. What? Remember when Penelope pushed Nana Rose down the stairs? Yeah, as an adult. Yeah, I'm just saying. I meant kids. I meant kids. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't saying people just push each other people down the do stairs. It all the time. It's all good. Yeah, I loved seeing Chicken Charles, which Absolutely. I will say when you said their names together, I thought you said Chicken Charles. <laughs> and I thought it was like a derogatory nickname that you'd come up with. My thieving like, oh. nickname. I, I fucking hated seeing them. I know that it was exciting for the plot and all, but I don't. Chick was like funny by himself, but I hate Charles. And I'm not saying I don't like, like them. But I was yeah, I, I, know, I know. I'm just being like particularly like hateful, I guess. It was fun to see them, I guess. I'm tired I, of the Cooper family suffering. I think I'm tired yeah. of Alice suffering I mostly. Am, yeah, she did I, have to suffer immensely. I was unclear on if Alice or Betty shot Charles. I think because it was Betty Alice. was holding a gun. I thought it was. Um, yeah, I thought it was Charles. Oh, and my then bad. the gun goes off, and then she goes like, "Mom," which like. I thought that it was going to be that she had accidentally shot through and shot into Alice, and I got really concerned. I was really worried for a second that Alice was about to die, but um, I thought they were, the two of them were like wrestling with the gun. 
Because both Chick and Charles had guns. Okay. So I thought the two of them were wrestling with the gun and then it went off. And I was like, oh. Maybe it's just ambiguous. Like, maybe we just don't know. Yeah. I did really enjoy when Glenn was talking about his dissertation when they were all there. And he's like, it's about the Cooper family. And then Chick just goes, what the hell? I don't count. (laughs) I thought that was very funny. He's just there with his long hair, which was a deliberate choice, which is why it's so funny. Yeah. Because they had to decide that. For what reason? It's hilarious. To show that time has passed. I guess. And all of the Dutch tilt angles in that scene of Charles really up close where he's like, (sighs) where he's really going through it. (laughs) Like Those are very funny. Yeah, his description of his favorite game Pin Cushion Man (laughs) was hilarious. He was Mm -hmm. just like, just real quick, we just gotta play this this game because it's my wedding night. Like, it's my wedding night. Be nice to me. Like, let's play this really fun game where we stab this guy because he's being annoying. Really? I think it was meant to be like, this is so creepy because he's like deranged and he's like, we got to play my favorite game, you know, and he's being creepy. But that part just felt very funny to me because I feel like it wasn't quite landing in that way. And it was more like he was, he, I felt, I got the point that he was not well. I understood that. But then it seemed like separate from that point, he was like, we gotta play my favorite game. (laughs) You know? Yeah, it seemed like he was threatening them and then being like, but also we gotta play Monopoly. (laughs) Like it seemed like just like this separate thing. Yes. Uh, Something that I thought was a cool reveal is that Glenn and Charles know each other because they went to the academy together. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think that that could be Important. That could be something. Yeah. Speaking of, I, yeah. What was the title of his dissertation? I didn't catch it. It was like serial killer genes in the Cooper family or something. Generic. Wow. That's the subtitle. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what the or like nature versus nurture or something mm-hmm. like that. God, that would. That's like in Debs, but worse. Like at that, it's, you know, in Debs, <laughs> like in Debs, but how Amy is writing. Um, her dissertation or her like term paper her capstone project about lucy it's like that i'm so sorry about i had brand dibs never apologize for bringing up dibs please um we do we've got i know we already knew that they were gay and evil but we've got another point i feel like on the gay and evil tally board because they really made a point of it (laughs) because i feel like in the past a lot of the wasn't like charles's whole thing like yeah i kill people but only bad people Mm -hmm. and now he's just like let's stab glenn everybody (laughs) i know like i feel like they are making it more deliberate like he is not a good guy and i feel like the fact that they had them demand to be married felt kind of insidious to me. Yes, for sure. Like, it's, because yeah. they had a myriad of reasons for wanting to go to the Cooper household. They've got a hundred reasons for revenge on them. 
but they're like, we demand to be married because we are gay and we're evil. Like, why would you do that? Come on. That felt bad. It was so divorced from reality that it was funny to watch. But thinking about it now, I'm thinking that was kind of bad. Like, I don't know. I wonder, I think there's almost zero chance. I wonder if that will somehow be plot relevant. The fact that they are married. Because you know how in the same episode they brought up the fact they were like, married people can't testify against each other or don't have to or whatever. Maybe, maybe that's something, but I don't trust that. You know? We also got Jughead during his mushroom trip saying, don't be such a Betty, which filled me with rage. That was was vile. I think, unfortunately, though, or for whatever, not unfortunately, but interestingly, we've come become kind of detached from the Betty Jughead breakup because they did break up because she cheated on him, you know? Whereas we, I think, are just seeing it as the Lily Reinhardt Cole Sprouse breakup. No, I just don't like Jughead. No, I know that as well. But like when he was saying, like even at the beginning, when he was like, I think I never got, well, him never getting over a high school relationship that happened seven years ago, that's pathetic. Like he, (laughs) like I don't agree. Like I don't. I don't, I'm not. Especially that. just that specific relationship. Yeah. Because yeah, there are no. definitely, like, yeah. There, I think oh, just yeah, to say, like, I am so, like, I still have not been able to work through it. And it's like, this was a fine, like, you were the main bad person in that relationship. I haven't been able to work through this relationship that was perfectly normal and fine, except for my girlfriend kissed somebody once. Yeah. I don't think that makes any sense. <laughs> I don't like I and and but but it was funny when he said that at the beginning when he was like, yeah, she did something really bad to me, which I guess he's referring to cheating, which you know, fair enough, that wasn't good. But in my head, I was like, what are you talking about? Because I was just thinking about Cole Spross and Lily I was like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. I am really mad at the showrunners for putting Lily Reinhardt in a situation where she has to make out with her ex-boyfriend. I know. And like... They didn't even have to kiss. They could have just held yeah. each other or something. She was like on him. She was on him. It's kind of gross. God, we almost had to see a Buckhead sex scene again. Woo! <laughs> oh my God. Thank God. So, okay. I am very intrigued by Jughead's ex, Jess. Mm-hmm. I am very intrigued by her playing a role in his Mothman hallucinations. I do like that. Because he talks about how he had seen a Mothman when he was living in New York. And when he was living in New York, he was living with Jess. And we now know that Jess, I guess, was there when he was doing those drugs Mm -hmm. and when he's taking shrooms. 
also can we i i think this is definitely what they were implying or what is going to be revealed but can i get someone to back me up in this they're gonna reveal that like he has isn't the one who's been writing any of his stuff right because he woke up he was like oh yeah i woke up and i had written 500 pages and i had no memory of it and then this time it's like he's clearly been kidnapped and probably by jess and there's just like a whole new like, I don't think he's been. I think he. I think it's supposed to be that he got taken by the aliens, and I don't think Jess is part of it. You don't think she's involved at all? I don't know. I, I didn't even consider that. I, to be honest, for, I don't mean to disagree so strongly. I just didn't even think about it that way. I just don't think that they would reintroduce her if she weren't going to be important. That's what I was. That's thinking. the. That's my only reasoning. I was to step outside of the magical world of Riverdale. I was thinking like for COVID reasons, why would they have her stay for that entire time just to appear at the end again? Maybe it's just a great commitment to the artistic vision, but I don't know if it's realistic unless she's going to be relevant again. I thought we were never going to see her again after that first episode. You know? Because they would have had to keep her there for the duration of the filming from start to finish. Yeah. Can they not have any? I guess they could have. I guess they could have come and left, but I mean, the hassle. Regardless, it is a big commitment. Mm Hmm. I don't know. I the the idea of him not having written the stuff did not occur to me. Did he say that she was also a writer? He did, right? I, when he was, exp- I don't remember. I think, I think when he was talking about her to Tabitha, he said she was a writer, and they would get like drunk together. And I think at the beginning of the, yes, show. So too. that's interesting too. That maybe that is connected. Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. I just yeah, that's kind of what I. I don't know, just the statement like, oh, I then woke up seven, like, similarly to when Veronica was like, oh, the last thing I remember is uh, Chad was right, like, was piloting the helicopter. And then I, the next thing I remember, I was awaking in a hospital. Like, definitely something sketchy is happening. Yes. And I feel like it was a similar thing of like, oh, yeah, I just like had this trip. And then I woke up and I had written like this whole story. I don't even remember it, but I wrote like 700 pages. That sounds right. like his girlfriend wrote it. And then. What would was... be her motive for that? I don't know. I don't know. That seems odd. It does seem odd. I just Doesn't think... mean it's not true. <laughs> I just, I do think that something is up. Okay. All right. That. I buy that. Um. And I do think that she is somehow involved with something shady that is not in Jughead's best interest. Because he does say in this episode, like, his relationship with her was, like, really bad. Yeah. Um, so I feel like then to reintroduce her. Yeah. I have a random question that is not Uh related to this. Do you guys think, like, I know that they're not going to say it, 
but we know that Riverdale exists in the same world as Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Today, in this episode, we saw Nana Rose and Penelope performing seemingly some pagan rituals to bring about a shift in the wind that succeeded. Okay, that's a solid point, because it did succeed. It did succeed. They do kind of low-key dress like witches. They... (sighs) She's really into, like, potions. Recently on Twitter... Because Madchen Amit posted a picture of the script that she of the episode she's going to direct coming soon, right? And on the cover of the script, there's a photo of from behind, like Archie and a girl who people think is Sabrina. So maybe, maybe Cheryl Witch. Okay, wait a minute, Cheryl <laughs> Witch. Emma would lose her ever. I don't think they're going to commit to the supernatural. I don't think they'll do it. I don't I think, think there's so a either. chance. They've I come this far. I don't come- think that within the show they're going to say it. I'm just saying I think that it. They could is allude a fun to it thought. and kind of have like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing of like, ooh, and maybe it's magic if you know what we're talking about, but not in the show. Yeah. You know. Like they did with the weird racist guy. Yep. <laughs> he was talking never about. know on the road to Greendale. Yeah, exactly. Not the zombie deer. God. That was really weird. That's going to be great on the rewatch. Which starts <laughs> next week. Hell yeah. Um, we almost got Archie to denounce the military. <laughs> he almost had him. I can't remember at the end. Was he, was he like, I'm going to defend what I think? Like, yes, he, he said with that he said if you force me to take the stand i'm going to say what i believe and then the guy was like okay yeah we'll see who we'll see who washington believes, believes. Mm-hmm. exactly which is I, like that's pretty close it's not him denouncing the military that's though. true it's like that specific guy it's yeah. him denouncing that it's him saying that you can disagree with orders as a soldier which is true they did lay on that pretty heavy yeah like isn't that like a international thing like a court of like you're allowed to disobey if you feel like it's i'm gonna google it can't you get court-martialed for for disagreeing with orders or not obeying orders for not obeying orders i gotta be honest i don't know shit about the military it's all good I am basing this off of movies and movies. Well, movies gotta get it from somewhere. It's fair. You think they just make stuff up for movies? So, according to military, like, military courts, so, like, military members are held accountable for their actions even when following orders. And, um, like, unlawful orders should not be obeyed. Mm-hmm. And I was only following orders is not a legal defense. All right. Nice. That's pretty good. Did you guys have really... that? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Was... No, it's all good. No, mine was con- kind of conclusive. 
I wanted to say one more thing. Yeah. Okay. Really fucked up the thing with Minerva. I gotta say, I did not like that about this episode. Tony Corner. Tony Corner is not happening because Tony isn't even here. I'm just gonna say. The impetus of Shoney Corner was that you would say what Cheryl and Tony are doing, even when they do not appear. Okay. <laughs> Tony's having a great time not being around the people that are not giving her what she's worth. All right. So, um, Cheryl is um, thinking that she can pray to bring winds to stop fire. I'm not feeling very good about I'm not... I'm not very happy with Cheryl right now. Um, I don't know what I expected, though. This is real. Um, really fucked up that they were like, we got to sacrifice Minerva, and she just ran out of there. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to see her until, again until July. Like, I know that she was a minor character and all, but yeah, I even if we see her again, to be honest. Like, I think the way that they treat Cheryl's partners, you know? Yeah. They were like, I don't think that Cheryl would have, like, why did she react that way to saying the interloper needs to be sacrificed? And she had made a completely neutral facial expression. And was like, okay. It made me upset. Yeah. It made me upset. That's fair. Did you guys have any more general thoughts on the episode? Um, poor Tabitha. Wasting her time with this loser. With this loser. Dylan, oh my if God. you're listening, I would love to have you some of your mead and also come let us know what you think of Jughead because we really gotta know. Uh, this is so. Did we talk about uh, Archie's uncle? No. So no. Archie's uncle is one of sorry. My <laughs> headphones just screamed in my ear saying oh, no. battery low. <laughs> um so yeah, Archie's uncle Frank uh uh he escaped from prison during the like prison break and then he came to the school where Archie was being like they like they had barricaded themselves um in the high school sorry I'm not explaining this well uh I really just wanted to bring him up because later they're eating Tostitos in his kitchen and there's just such a clear product placement of some Tostitos and salsa. And let me tell you, it worked so well on me. And I really want Tostitos with salsa. I Tostitos so bad. This episode I really wanted like Tostitos it. too. I was like, how can I get some? Man, their product placement is working so directly. It's not subliminal at all. We, <laughs> we just so see it and want it. <laughs> Every time I see Doritos since that episode, I think just like Hiram and I grab them like right away. Well done. Well done, Riverdale advertisement team, <laughs> because it's working. 
Man. I think it's working better than the makeup ones that they had in the early seasons. Yeah, for sure. Who would you guys' MVP for the episode be, do you think? It's hard. It is hard. I think my I think everyone was in this one. Not Fangs or Sweet Pea. Or I Tony. mean, obviously. Well, okay, I know Tony wasn't in it, but you know, <laughs> Fangs and Sweet Pea weren't in it. I know. I just mean there were a lot of like extras. Like Chad was in it, Jess was in it, Penelope was in it. Like they just had a lot going on. I think mine is either Tabitha or Archie. Can I just say, explain both? Of course. I think Tabitha because she was behaving much better than Jughead could ever deserve. <laughs> um, and she's, she's like very nice kind to him. She's kind to him. Um, she did drug sit him, which I don't think was deserved on his part. No. Um, Yes, Tabitha. Um, and Archie did save 11 civilians. And he, there was a lot of fighting in this episode with that yeah. crowbar. And he saved Kevin from being held at gunpoint. It's wild that that's not even the wildest thing that happened in this episode. They spent so long in that fight before they explained that Hiram had paid them to trash the school that I spent like a quarter of the episode like, why? Why are they attacking the high school at night where no one's there? He said, Hiram did say, Hiram said, I want that, I, that school should be rubble. And instead they're having a parent-teacher conference. I know, but he didn't explain that he paid off the prisoners to go and wreck it. I think that was suspense. Until later. Uh, well, well. And that caught me off guard with Riverdale. They just like to say things up front. <laughs> Stressed me out. What about you, Bella? I think my MVP... I'm going to say Charles. Just because I really liked seeing him. I, I, I don't know why. I think I've forgotten a lot of the evil stuff that he did. And instead I was just like, hell yeah, Charles is back. Just, <laughs> he's an interesting character. Mm -hmm. and, and I played his favorite Alice, game but I just I th think that this might be the end of Charles for a while so I'm saying Charles so that I can mm -hmm. say Alice later right that's really funny because mine was chick <laughs> he shows up with his surfer dude hair and he says barely a word and he <laughs> He's just there and he's like, let's get married. Yeah. I just think he's very funny. And then his husband is like, let's play pincushion man. And he just stands there. He's like, all right. Like, I thought it was very funny. I just thought he was great. And I was delighted to see him because I really didn't expect to see him either. Yeah. What yeah, you I, yeah. I really wasn't thinking that they were going to be in this episode. Um, like when the doorbell rings and she sends Juniper and Dagwood to go answer the door, which it's like, even if it's not like Riverdale, I don't know. Just like I, that seems weird because yeah, what's a child gonna do besides then call for the parent and say, "What am I supposed to do now?" <laughs> yeah, 
And you're just I, like not supposed to do that. I don't yeah. think. I just meant in general, their mom might be dead, murdered by a serial killer. Yeah, let's keep these kids safe. And the person who's investigating <laughs> that serial killer lives in that house. Like it seems like maybe let's not send a nine-year-old to answer the door when you yeah. aren't expecting anyone. Um, Which she said. And then two serial killers are the ones at the door. Yep. Immediate comeuppance for that decision. <laughs> Man. But would you guys give this episode out of 10? I think I would give it, I'm hopping in because I get to take the item first. <laughs> take my little item off our table of items <laughs> for the episode. Um I think I'm going to give it eight and a half maple mushrooms because I really enjoyed it. I loved how absurdly quick the scenes were. I got whiplash whipping around between those scenes. And like, I just thought it was very entertaining. There were tons of characters that we hadn't seen in a while. Tons of plot development. I was pleased. And the last episode sucked. So this was seemed a lot better in comparison. That's valid. It's pretty high though, but it's valid. I really liked it. I was having a blast. I'll go. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed this episode. I was telling Jay before we started recording that I think this might be my favorite episode post time jump um, so far, which makes sense because it's the mid season finale but I just thought it was really just I think part of it is just I hated last week's episode yeah and this was so much better and this one was like wild but not in a hate crime way yeah like, just like classic Riverdale kind of craziness and I really enjoyed that um I what loved Reggie hitting on Nana Rose. Yes. And it totally working. I just thought that was really fun. Had to really hold back from making him the MVP again. I think like I, I do every week. A little bit just because I don't give a shit about Chad and Veronica ever. So true. And I didn't really I got bored with the fight at the high school. Even though like it was pretty good choreography like fight choreography I just don't care yeah and I wasn't really following what was happening because I don't care I don't know um but overall I really enjoyed it and I'm gonna give it I think I'll also do eight and a half out of ten catholic jugheads <laughs> in reference to his book which he has now written that is called transubstantiation Man, he got so high he became Catholic. <laughs> um, was last episode the one with the football? Yes, and the I hate crime. remember the hate. God, okay. Yeah, I guess relative to everything else, this wasn't like my favorite episode ever, but it was really good. I think it was dampened for me because there was no Tony and no things and no sweet pea. No sweet so I feel pea. like I'm always getting four. But maybe like I'll give it an 
eight out of 10 or like a 7.75 out of 10. I gotta think of an object. Um, Toasting. Were you doing this whole time? Oh, toasting. <laughs> do, I would, do you always think of the object at a time? I mean, while we were doing our objects. I was doing other things. I think about <gasps> other things. I'm sorry, I was not pretty. I was thinking about my time, what I was gonna say. I wasn't thinking about the, <laughs> okay, uh, eight out of ten crowbars. Sorry, I can't believe you. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not doing a sign off. I was, oh, I was kidding. I'm sorry. I, no, it's okay. It's for okay. I was kidding. I, okay. I will do a sign. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um. Wow, eight, eight and a half, and eight and a half. That's a lot. That might be our highest score so far. We'll, I'll look on the fan wiki and check on the page where people are updating with all our scores and see. Um, but before we sign off, we gotta see what's coming next. I, to comment briefly on the um, promo for the next episode in several months, it seemed like they were showing people just being like psychedelically high in it. So I think maple mushrooms might become more of a player in the show, which I'm excited for just because I want to see Riverdale's take on what that looks like. You know, like in the Noah Centineo um, Oscar award-winning film SPF 18, when he has like a dream sequence where he becomes two-dimensionally animated, like that kind of thing. Like I want to see something like that. Um, but that's not a prediction. But do you guys have predictions? <laughs> I think that uh, I think that Jess is going to be revealed to have had something to do with Jughead's disappearance. Um, I think that he has like something sketchy is happening with his writing. Okay. I like that. I think right. that, so we know that Jughead's gonna be missing for a minute. I think, and this is wishful thinking, Jughead will not appear in the first episode back. Wow. Fingers crossed, Jughead will not appear. Um. I am going to double down on my theory that Jughead's about to have sex with an alien. I think that will happen because he's going to come back from his disappearance. He's going to be like, I had sex with an alien. People are going to be like, you, you just maple mushroom user. You don't have, you don't have anything to say. Um, and let's think of a wild one. Let's pick around in my brain for a second. Yeah. Cheryl, Witch. I'll stick with Cheryl, Witch. Cheryl will be a witch. I think that more nefarious facts about Chad will be revealed. I also think Penelope will team up with Hiram again, or at least will interact with him in some way. Um, and I think Betty is going to do some vigilante work on the Lonely Highway. Yep. That's I'll better. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Um, listeners at home, it's coming up soon, probably next week. 
but we'll see, you know, depending on our very busy schedules. Um, we are going to start a rewatch of Riverdale starting with season one. We were very excited. Um, more details to come on the format of that, but that is what's coming next while we wait for the season to return. Because, you know, we're not going to leave you hanging, obviously. Um, it's all about the fans. <laughs> But with that, thank you so much for listening. And Allie, could you give us that famous sign-off? Yes. Please. See you later, Dinks. <laughs>